0: Every week they talk about music coming into Milwaukee and music coming out of Milwaukee. Here's Evan Ridleski of 88.9 and Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This is Tapped In. Hello,
1: hello, hello. Welcome to Tapped In. I am Evan, here with Piet, as always. And we knew that Summerfest was going to look a little bit different this year. Obviously, it's the first time to be in a 3 week structure for the festival. It's its first time, and, and hopefully it's last time being in September but it really has felt quite different (laughs) this year, maybe even more than we might have expected. I think it's safe to say the most noticeable thing and the thing that's been reported on the most has been the attendance. The attendance really seems to be down this year. Piet, you have spent as much time at the Summerfest grounds as anybody who doesn't work there full-time. What has been your impression of Summerfest so far?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely the attendance is dramatically down. Uh, the, the, The attendance kind of every day And every night reminds me of kind of maybe like a slow Sunday or a Tuesday and the before times, but maybe even a little bit slower um, than those days. It's really hard to kind of do apples and apples, I guess, Uh, but definitely very down. You know, so I've noticed like uh, on Friday nights, the amphitheater for Chance the Rapper was mostly empty. I would say probably about a third to. 40% Forty percent of the amphitheater was filled. Um, I noticed at the main gate at like seven thirty before I walked over for chance. No line to get in to the main gate at all. Uh, people can just were getting in just really fast. Um, you can kind of walk around the grounds very easily. Uh, the festival park has never really felt larger. Frankly, um, I've never felt it. It felt larger before, so it's it's definitely very different. It picked up a little bit on Saturday. So Saturday was probably the highest attendance day, but still, definitely very down. Um, that's the biggest difference. You're seeing masks here and there, hand sanitizer stations here and there. Biggest difference though is that there's just not as many people there.
1: You know, talking to the Summerfest staff a few months ago, they were really predicting that this would be huge. That the demand for live music was enormous. That that people were looking to get out and that people would uh, really flock to the grounds and uh, mass. And it hasn't happened, and I, I think we can take some reasonable guesses as as to why that might be. But what do you think is the
0: big thing? There's a lot of things. I think there's a lot of factors, and I think they all contribute. I think the big thing probably is still the Delta variant, and mm-hmm. you know that there's just so much concern about about getting COVID, even for people who are vaccinated. I mean, over the weekend, uh, you know, it was reported that that number of cases uh, in the country daily coronavirus infections uh, it's like a 316 percent increase. According to John Hopkins University over Labor Day weekend compared to Labor Day weekend last year, I mean, it's just really high and and daily deaths are almost twice as high right now compared to last year hospitalizations are up like 158% from a year ago, according to the US Health and Human Services data. I mean, yeah, we're, we're just in such a bad spot right now with the pandemic. I think that's the main factor. Other factors, though, include um, people who probably bristled at the idea of having to show proof of vaccination or, or proof of a negative test. I'm sure some people probably didn't want to go through that or were concerned about that. But a lot of reporting about labor shortages. So I think people were probably concerned maybe about how that would work and impact things. And will be kind of a mess to get in and, and mess to get beer lines in terms of those two factors. That's been really easy. I've, i you know, it's, everyone's getting kind of quickly. I haven't seen huge long lines anywhere. I've gotten my dinners every night very quickly. Uh, so it's been, it's been really easy there. And then it's also, you know, it's in September, um, which I think is more pleasant from a weather perspective, but, uh, you know, everyone's kind of getting back to their lives again. So it's, it's really hard to like, Go out and party all night when you know on a Thursday in, in September when you're just getting back to school or just getting back to work or whatever it might be. So I think all these factors combined are really impacting uh, attendance
1: it's It's funny the festival just isn't front of mind the way it usually is Usually when summerfest arrives, you know it you don't need to be reminded of it it just takes over everything. I think, in large part, because of this this September installment, it hasn't been that way. I think Summerfest like really snuck up on people last weekend.
0: I think it did certainly for sure. So I think that's also a factor as well. I mean, I think they've been marketing this a lot. Um, we've certainly been writing about a lot. But yeah, there's a lot of people with a lot of other things kind of on their mind. It's not the usual sort of schedule. So you know, a lot of factors there. I mean, this is another case in point of how much attendance has been hit. On Saturday, Twenty One Pilots they played at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater. Great show, great live band. Um, you know they really have a devout cult following. It was also their first show since like 2019, so this is a big deal and a big get. And um, when they played Pfizer Forum as part of a tour in 2018, they sold that arena out in 20 minutes. And when they played Summerfest on Saturday, secondhand tickets were starting at seven dollars on StubHub. I mean, that's like stunning stunning and and so many sections of that amphitheater were really empty um despite the fact that they have a new album out that's really popular and they're really popular you know that just really kind of goes to show how bad things are hurting right now i mean I'm, i'm reading a lot of reports about you know, even though there was demand for live concerts and people bought tickets, there's a, a really huge record number of no-shows at concerts, too, where people bought the tickets and couldn't get the refund and, or, and just don't want to go and they're seeing the cost of the ticket. And then, of course, that impacts things, too, in terms of alcohol sales and uh, merchandise sales and could impact future ticket sales as well. So, yeah, there's, there's definitely a big – this, this problem is still going on. That said, from a consumer standpoint – I think Summerfest has been really pretty great um, because it's not that crowded. So if you're on the fence about it and worried about crowds, this has been like this is like the best Summerfest to go to probably ever because you can kind of walk up to any stage uh, and see really well, and you don't have to be shoulder to shoulder with strangers. Um, there's like I said, it feels so spaced out there now. And so if you're on the fence because of crowds, if that's your main reason not to go this is kind of a good year to go because it's been really, actually, really pleasant to go and not be surrounded by people after this pandemic. Well, we're
1: going to continue this conversation. Coming up after the break, we're going to preview weekend two of Summerfest. Some of the best acts of the whole festival are about to play this weekend, and we're going to talk a little bit about them. That's coming up after the break on Tapped In.
0: Calling all pump-up jam
1: lovers. If music helps you wake up, work out, or power through chores, I'm talking to you. Great music adds so much to your life. Have you ever wanted to return the favor? Then join Radio Milwaukee today. Your support powers a team of DJs handpicking music from around the world for you to enjoy. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate to pump up your playlist today. All right, we are back. Captain in. Evan Piet, we are talking all things Summerfest. And Piet, I, I love what you said there about this being the time to go because it's pretty empty. Ironically, one of my great fears when Summerfest moved to this three weekend structure was that it would be packed every night. That when you only get the weekends, you don't get those sort of like dead days. Like the, I used to love going on a Tuesday night or like a yeah. Sunday during the day just because it was so much more laid back um so yeah when you're talking about there not being big crowds as, as disappointing as that is for the vendors and the organizers And i, I know it's got to be heartbreaking for those vendors yeah. in particular uh it is really nice and i i will be taking advantage so uh, let's talk about some of these acts we're going to see presumably with not the usual huge crowd that they'd attract who who are you excited about this weekend
0: yeah, I'll go, I guess, chronological here. Um, I'm going to start with an act tonight, Them Cooley Boys. Um, we're from the Eau Claire area. They're playing at 6.30 tonight at the U-line Warehouse stage. Um, you know, tonight's main headliner is Chris Stapleton, who's fantastic. And then Milwaukee Bucks super fan, Cheryl Crow. And hopefully, you know, Chris Middleton will come out and sing with her and it'll be great. Um, but, you know, if, for anyone who's going to go see the Chris Stapleton and Cheryl Crow show, they really should get there early for them Cooley boys, because that is a really terrific folk rock band that would really appeal to that amphitheater, the, the people going to that amphitheater show. Um, they really kind of modeled themselves after the Avid Brothers. In fact, they kind of started the band because they were camping out for an Avid Brothers show at the Riverside Theater, geez, like a decade ago or something, and thought, We really want to be a band ourselves. And over time they've just become an exceptional band. I mean, they really have they're really very similar to the Avid's in the sense that they can do really kind of hard on your sleeve on their sleeve. Kind of ballads, but they can also do a lot of really kind of fun, clever, you know, you know, whimsical songs too. They can kind of go in all sorts of different directions. But they're just such a good live band. They're such great songwriters, and they're a great fit for this night with with Stapleton in the amphitheater.
1: My uh, my pick for tonight is a nostalgia pick because uh, it's Summerfest, and because I'm so excited about these 4 p.m. headliners. This was really like when we were previewing the festival. This is what we're all excited about this this idea that you could go. At 4 p.m. and and hear some songs you know, and uh, this is Soul Asylum who's playing at 4 p.m. at the BMO Harris Pavilion stage. Uh, I was I was previewing this on NPR last week or WPR last week, and uh, the the host was like she saw that I picked Soul Asylum. She's like, "Oh, here's a band that means a lot to you." Soul Asylum, talk about them. I'm like, "Well, it's not a band that means a lot to me. It's just Soul Asylum. I just like some of those songs. I just like." Black Gold and want to hear it live. I caught them years ago when they played the casino and I was surprised uh how vital they still were. You know, you see a lot of these 90s bands and they, they really look like they're kind of phoning it in, kind of playing by muscle memory. And that was not the case with Soul Asylum. There was this like nervy edge to their band performing. Like I, I thought the guitarist was just gonna break his guitar i thought they were gonna fist fight each other there's just this like bristling intensity to it still that they were still able to channel after all these years and uh i just love seeing that so soul asylum fun band
0: no that'd be really cool yeah i've been catching a lot of these four o'clock uh acts they're not drawing huge crowds for the most part but again like the, the biggest crowd i saw i think was probably better than Ezra. but still plenty of space you can just stroll up the 4pm acts and and probably a lot of them the evening headliners just stroll up hang out in the back you got plenty of space you don't have to get really crowded with people and i will say too you know the bands are really for the most part like really just happy to be back you know I mean, they're, they're playing they're playing in some cases for pretty empty stages but they just seem so excited to be playing music again and connecting with people even if it's not masses and masses of people mm-hmm. so i think i think solo i would suspect will put on another intense show even if it's not going to be a very packed stage, we'll see.
1: <laughs> Who you got next for us, Piet?
0: Uh, let's jump to uh, September eleventh. Uh, yeah, uh, we've got. Uh, I'm going to pick classic on that day. Uh, you know, we've talked about classic. I don't know, a bazillion times on the podcast here. He's obviously a treasure in Milwaukee. He's playing at 6:45 p.m. on the Johnson Controls World Soundstage. Uh, just an exceptional artist, as we've mentioned so many times. Great, great album, uh, Quiet from 2019. Um, as we still wait uh, with bated breath for the chance the rapper Bucks song that will probably never happen. Classic <laughs> did his own Bucks and Six song, which is just ah, oh, it's incredible. It's such a good song if you're a Bucks fan. I mean, it just it goes and it goes into so many so many great details beautiful and I'm sure he'll play it live. Uh, What's going to be great about this show in particular too is he's a really great performer and he usually does a one-man band kind of thing and he he does these really great kind of looping effects and you know kind of has his vocals over himself and he's just really cool as a one-man band but for this show he's doing it with 10 other musicians and Classic always goes all out and he always He's a perfectionist, um, you know, really hardcore perfectionist. So I'm sure this 10-piece band is going to be incredible. And I'm sure this will be a great show from him.
1: Uh, I I love that he always goes all out. I mean, he, he is a performer who just refuses to play the same set twice, like literally yeah. will not play the same set twice. That's very exciting because if, if you go to a lot of local shows, you see some of these acts quite a bit. And it is always nice when they've got a surprise for you. Uh, my next pick is an act I have not seen in a very, very long time, but that I used to see all the time. This is September 10th. Wilco is, is uh, with the night's big side stage headliner. Wilco used to play Summerfest constantly when I was a kid. They were they were regulars, maybe not quite every year, but but it felt like every year, and they always brought it. You know, they would always kind of uh, they always sort of knew they were playing a big outdoor stage and that people wanted to hear some rock songs, and they would bring some rock songs. Uh, I'm interested in hearing what they do now. I haven't kept up with this band very much because their last few albums were boring to me they uh they sounded nice it's not that they were bad or that they fell off in any drastic way but like a lot of old wilco fans it's like well there's nothing new to see here but maybe there is and uh to, to see them live again and maybe hear what they do with these songs on stage yeah, maybe i'll come around to some of the new material
0: i haven't seen them in a couple years um when i last saw them those at the eau claire festival probably in like 2016 2017 they were really good there i mean that was a really good set um you know it, it their music kind of matched really well with the weather there's these giant dramatic storm clouds that came through mm-hmm. and and it just sounded so well with like this very <laughs> ominous <laughs> ominous nature scene of nature kind of around them uh they were very good so i expect that'll be very good and even if you didn't like the most recent material i i don't expect it'll be a uh a set list just drowning in new songs. I'm sure they'll, they'll play a lot of good. Yeah,
1: they're, they're smarter than that. They're good They're good performers. <laughs> yeah, they're not sure. going to force any material on you you don't want. They, yeah. they know what's up.
0: If you like Wilco, I think you should really, on September 11th, if you go back the next day, you should really check out this act called The Weather Station, uh, which is the stage name for uh, Tamara Lindemann, who is a singer-songwriter from Canada, Um, She's done like six albums, not six albums, she's done several albums so far, mostly kind of in the folk realm, but uh, her newest album, Ignorance, uh, is really, really good. And it it, it does have some of that kind of folk songwriting that she's kind of made her, um, her trade, but it really adds more kind of experimental jazz touches to it and some really cool kind of dance grooves as well. But it's all very kind of sparse and really meticulously layered. And just really absorbing. I mean, it's a really good headphone listen. I think it will be a really excellent live show. Um, Ignorance 2 is like one of the best reviewed albums of the year. I mean, if you go to Metacritic, um, it's like the sixth best reviewed album of of the year. So I think it's really wonderful that Summerfest is still, you know, in addition to getting kind of the bigger names, they're still finding these acts that are getting lots of critical acclaim who still aren't that terribly well known. Um, So this is a really good opportunity to see something that's just really, really good. APM Bricks a Stratton. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad you mentioned
1: that because uh, first of all, I, f- I forgot. I've had this album bookmarked forever. <laughs> I've been been meaning to like really engage with it. Just sit down and and make myself get into it because I I only grazed it. and I think it was like in the summer, and I'm like, this is this is not for me. <laughs> I need something a little more energetic than this right now. Uh, so I bookmarked it for the fall. And again, it's kind of serendipitous that, you know, she'll be playing on a nice fall night. Hopefully, that'll be a really good one. I'm glad it's at 8 because that night I have big designs on 10 p.m. Kesha is performing. And uh, Kesha is, is really just a fantastic performer. It's funny that the public image of, of Kesha has changed so much over the last five years. You know, when she came on the scene, she was. Uh, she was seen as like a brat or a villain. You know, she she kind of was the bad girl, the party girl. That was her public persona for these songs. She played it very well. The songs were very fun. They were a little annoying, but they were they were catchy. They were they were wildly entertaining. And a lot of people really didn't care for her. She was a divisive act. Uh, in the last five years, that image has really changed. She went through hell. Uh, she really got. Uh, a long story we won't get into about her relationship with her producer, which was abusive and she survived it. And then she had trouble with their label and she just threw what she went through so much hell and came out on the other side and people really rallied behind her. And it's nice because she came out making some of the best music of her career on the other side too. Um, and so a show is a really emotional experience now because you still get all the, the glitter and pomp and partying that you used to get from a Kesha show. But there is also this catharsis now. You know, People really connect with her so deeply and, and root for her so much. Um, it's rare that a performer has that sort of range, that, that they can make you party down and that they can make you cry. And I think Kesha is going to be doing both at this show. She is really, uh, just really a fantastic performer.
0: Yeah, and her sound too has really kind of brought in, like she used to be more kind of, kind of do this sort of rap thing like you said in those early songs I mean now it's like
1: Valley Girl rap. yeah
0: the Valley Girl (laughs) rap exactly now it's more you know she'll do you know country songs and she'll do kind of you know thin Lizzy style rock songs and like I mean she kind of goes all over the place Um, you know you mentioned the the catharsis of her show Uh, there's a song on on her 2017 album Rainbow uh, praying that kind of became sort of like a you know an anthem for the Me Too movement and that song god it's so damn powerful I mean I've seen her sing it a, a couple times live and it's just like I, there's just goosebumps every time I, I hear it it's just so good i mean it's such a powerful 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 song um but at the same time like you said there's gonna be a lot of partying I mean, heard her last album high road she never got to tour behind it because that was released right before the pandemic there's a lot of there's a lot of fun bangers on there and so i think i think she'll it'll be a good soundtrack for for what we've all gone through. I mean, it'll be a good soundtrack for people who need a little bit of catharsis and release, but at the same time, people who are just like, ready to kind of move forward and be their best selves and just have fun. This is kind of the show to see for that.
1: And those are just a few of the shows we're excited about. You can find so, so, so many more picks every day at radiomilwaukee.org. And you can check out all of Piet's articles about Summerfest and his big Summerfest guide at jsonline.com. Of course, you can find this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Tapton is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted Sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. Thanks to our subscribers too. Piet, I will see you next time on Tapton. See you next time.